Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon barry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks well hello and good evening from a very sunny florida <laughs> that's all i can say. <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna turn it over to chris after that one okay well our weather isn't you know it's not uh, really that bad for us we're doing okay so far compared to we'll hear about the you know as we go through the panel we'll hear about the weather uh, travails of other people we've been having pretty much a normal winter a little bit of snow a little bit of ice a little bit of rain you know that kind of thing nothing uh, really too bad for us but anyway, today is uh, February 16th, 2021, show number 131, and uh, we are here, and uh, of course the NFL is over, but we'll, we've got the rumor mill going. So we're going to, our agenda tonight is going to be, we're going to start with baseball, because after all, training camps are opening tomorrow. Um, Some have opened today. Some have opened today, yep. Okay, because I had heard it was going to be the 17th, but anyway. So, um, all right, that's happening, and with other things we could talk about in baseball, we'll do the NFL, the rumor mill, and all that. Those things for the NFL. There's a few uh, college news and notes, and anything that uh, Sean and Perry, Perry want to talk about about college basketball as we get uh, about a month away from uh, the tournament, a little less than uh, what about 26 days from selection Sunday, and then we'll do yep. the NBA and the NHL. When we did the, um, the did the shows last year, we used to this time of year we'd usually start with the NBA and the NHL. However, we had new results to give everybody. This we just figure you're giving give you the standings and give you the schedule and all that stuff. So that you know that should be fine. So well, uh, and the, and the schedule we'll do don't uh, don't write it down in pen because it, <laughs> you could erase it at any time. They they made a bunch of changes on both schedules today. So. Yeah. So anyway, we'll uh, go through that. So anyhow, let me give you the death list that we're going to be covering at the end of the show, and then we'll pass it around to the panel, and then Sean will, at the, in his turn will give you the the poll question which I think is an interesting one. So the death, death list, we have Willie Scott, tight end, 61 years old. He played for Kansas City and the Patriots. I don't remember him. I just don't. I don't know. What, you know, I mean, he was here for a while, but I don't remember him that well. Phil Rollins, 87 years old, played uh, for the university, for Louisville, University of Louisville, and the NBA, a few NBA teams. We'll get into that. He was 87, so this is back in the 50s and early 60s. Marty Schottenheimer, we talked about him last week. We gave you a little bit on him. 77 years old linebacker for Buffalo and the Patriots, and then a coach, of course, for Kansas City and and uh, San Diego and and the uh, Redskins. Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah. So we'll talk about that. Billy Canigliaro, 74 years old. For the Red Sox, Milwaukee and Oakland, he was Tony's brother, a couple of years younger than Tony, and, uh, you know, just died now, 74 years old. And, you know, know, decent ball player, like fourth or fifth outfielder kind of guy. Then we had... Stan Pallas, 90 years old, played for the Phillies and Reds back in the 50s as an outfielder. 
And then Vincent Jackson, this is the mysterious one now, 38 years old, played for the Chargers in Tampa Bay. And he, uh, uh, we don't, uh, his death is unexplained at this time. Uh, he's being investigated. Very strange circumstances from what right. I read. So anyhow, so um, we're going to go through, and actually we're going to start, I guess, with NASCAR when we get going. Robert can talk about NASCAR. Yep. Actually, Robert, when it's your turn, maybe you can, uh, we'll have oh, you. Maybe okay. Pierre can jump in. Yeah, yeah do that. And uh, anybody else, if Pierre wants to jump in at that time oh. about the Daytona race. But anyway, so as far as going around for the panel, as I say, our weather is pretty uh, pretty okay here. I, we're going to have four to eight inches, they said, on Thursday into Friday. And I think then after that, it's just going to be around freezing. And, you know, compared to what's going on everywhere else, we're lucky. But the thing that, uh, you know, people are not happy about here is the Celtics. They've lost four out of five games. They're still in fourth in the East, but as you'll hear in the standings. But they're just not playing well, and I, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, I haven't really sat down and listened to the talk shows. So Well, and you know. Chris, uh, Jason Tatum came out today with a statement saying he's having difficulty breathing. Um, he's saying he still has issues from when he had the COVID-19. That's what I was so, wondering, because yeah. he played so badly Sunday. I was thinking about that and wondering yeah. if something like that might be going on. So he may need, need to take a couple of days or something. And, and I'm not sure. You know, everybody comes back from these things differently, and uh, it's not all, you know, a cookie-cutter uh, situation. So, uh, you know, who, who's to say? But anyway, Rick Swan is with us. Rick, what's going on uh, with you? Well, um, hi everybody. I did, I got the same weather as Chris, so I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I want to wish everybody a happy International Pancake Day. Oh, um, that's right, because it's uh, oh, what boy. would be Fat Tuesday. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yep. So I've, uh, every chance I've got today, I've tried to hit my wife with a good pancake block. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and that's, that's a joke. So I don't want to hear. I don't want to be accused of domestic violence. That was a joke. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, she'll flatten him before he'll flatten her. <laughs> okay. So, okay, uh, uh, Perry, what's going on with you? It's cold, isn't it? It is drastically cold. It was been – we are now above zero for the first time in a week. And uh, we haven't been above freezing since February 6th and are not supposed to go above freezing until Sunday. So, um, yes, it gets cold in this part of the country, but that's unusually yes. cold. We haven't been this cold in about 25 years, I said. And they had said that the polar vortex was going to hit pretty much the whole eastern half of the country. It really has not gotten to the east coast. It's been pretty hot uh, in the Midwest. No. So we've been lucky and some on of the, that. And some of the basketball teams around here, you know, like Iowa State, to be to name one, they're as cold as the weather is. <laughs> okay. That's not good. Okay. So, Bill, what's going on down in Florida? Oh, it's just just hanging out, Chris. Keeping busy, doing work, doing what I do, watching a lot of sports, of course, or listening yep. to a lot of sports like I always do. And, and you got some rumors for us when we get to the NFL segment that we can talk uh, about. Oh, yeah, good. we've always got rumors. You know, <laughs> um, we've got rumors every day, but we'll, we'll do that. But I'm not even going to belabor the point about the weather. And okay. getting yeah, busy. Yeah, you've already yeah. rubbed it in enough. It was 75 <laughs> um, degrees. Okay. And I came yeah, on okay. without a microphone. So, Robert, uh, why don't you uh, tell us what's going on there, and then you can uh, do a little recap on uh, yeah. Daytona. Yeah, we'll, we'll okay. Go, we'll, we'll, um, yeah, um, we'll, we'll do Daytona after. Yeah. Uh, go, go. What? Uh, go ahead, Sean. Go to Robert. Go to Robert. All yeah, right. right. That's what we said. We would yeah. get Robert, get that done, and then uh, you'll do your thing, Sean, and we'll get okay. to the regular. Uh, first of all, um, the weather is okay around here. It hasn't been as crazy as it has been stay in Texas. I feel bad for people in Texas. Um, and as far as Daytona, that was pretty psycho. It, 
the race was supposed to start at 2.30. That's Eastern time. It did start at 2.30. They ran about 15 laps. They had a a, a major wreck that they had to clean up. And then the uh, rain opened up, and it rained until 9 o'clock Sunday night. And they finally were able to start the race again at 9 o'clock Sunday night. So the race didn't end until like 12.30 Eastern time Monday morning. And Michael McDowell, for the first time in his racing career, got his first victory in 358 races. He he is your 2021 Daytona 500 champion. And I he, what he even after he left the Dewey Brothers. And he even said afterwards, he said, "Well, if I don't, if I never accomplish anything else, I will always be known as a Daytona 500 That's winner." Right. That's right. How many races been, had he been on the circuit before he won? Uh, he had 358 before he won. So Wow. Yeah. That, that's uh, the he, most, I assume that's the most before anybody's won a Daytona, right? I, I don't know if it's the most, but it's got to be up there. Uh, yeah. uh, your, your gearheads, if anybody knows more information than I do, maybe, right. maybe they can come in and say. Well, and, well Pierre, uh, Pierre is here, so once we get past Sean, Pierre, if you want to talk about it, go ahead and put yeah, up your yeah, hand and unmute, and we'll get to you before we get to baseball. Right. Right. Um, and one more thing before I pass it to Sean. The Australian Open is going on, uh, but they've had a lot of injuries due to the lack of practice time. So uh, uh, a, lot of, a lot of major tennis players have had to pull out of the tournament because of, uh, of injuries, because of the lack of practice. Um, and there, there are several players that are playing injured. Uh, they're not willing to give up their Grand Slam spot. So... Um, Next Tuesday, we'll have all the official results because the tournament ends on Sunday. So we'll, okay. we'll cover that completely for you next Tuesday. Anyway, let's turn it over to Sean. Well, from the frozen tundra, that's right here in Austin. <laughs> Austin Texas. We actually have snow, and it's snow that's staying around. It's not just snowing and then leaving. We've been below freezing for the last three or four days, and we actually – Yesterday, it was 7 degrees in the morning here, and it was 36 in New York in the morning. And we had a high of 20. They had a high of 45. So we were, and supposedly we were, we were colder than Anchorage, Alaska. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's we're, we're going to unthaw eventually here in Austin. But the first time ever, all 254 counties in the state of Texas have been below freezing and are still below freezing. That's never because, you know, you got the coast all the way to Brownsville, then you got Amarillo, which is way up almost to New Mexico and Colorado. It, I mean, they get it all the time. But, but anyway, you don't want to hear about that. Let's tell you, <laughs> if you want to call in at any time, download the Zoom app or dial 646-876-9923, enter code 287-723. 4600 hit the pound key twice when you come in raise your hand star nine or alt y and then we'll tell you how to unmute when it's your turn uh also uh you can get in contact with us throughout the week sports lounge at allthingsradio.net 773-572-7715 or 800-693-0595 and i assume you still press one right now assume that option too is not working. I assume it's not. Is it? Yeah. No, it's still not working. They still don't have still that problem working. fixed. So, yeah, and also don't forget check out. Of course, we update seven one two four three two 
3642. Board 9 is the Sports Lounge Board. Board 13 is the Scheduled Board. Now, this week's poll question that we will be asking a little bit later on, because we had the 32nd anniversary last week of the Buster Douglas upset of Mike Tyson in Tokyo, Japan. So 31, Sean. It was yeah, it was 1990. Yeah. Oh, it was 1990. It was 31. Yeah, I said that earlier. Yeah, it was, it was 1990. Duh. I was, yeah, I said that earlier. I was thinking 80 because they just said something about 89. No. Or something. I was thinking, oh, because we've had the coldest weather since 89. That's what I'm Yeah, February 11th, 1990. So. February 11th, 1990, yeah, in, in Tokyo. Yeah. So what, in your opinion, were some of the biggest sports upsets? Be thinking about that. But while you're thinking about it, let's get on to our agenda. So let's take well, it away. Well, let's first uh, see if we can hear from Pierre, if he wants to say something about the race. Uh, yeah, did he not unmute? He did not. So. Okay, okay, all right. All right, then. Okay, so I guess we can talk about baseball. And, you know, there's a lot, uh, you know, teams are showing up. I haven't heard too much about that. <clears throat> but the first thing that came out, and everybody was surprised by this. I mean, I don't think anybody should really be surprised. But they were saying that baseballs were going to be deadened this year to some degree. Now, how much, they don't know. I just know that, you know, everybody has said, oh, people are like all amazed. Oh, my goodness. Well, now we know they really could control them and whatever. First of all, I think people were, were well aware that when you had the home run derby, they were like jackrabbits. You know, they had them flying over everywhere, and they gave them a whole different set of balls. And I think they even said that at the time. They did the one in Boston. Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing it. Yeah. So they can they can tighten them, they can loosen them, they can you know do whatever they different things in the manufacturing process. But the question is, do they, how scientific is this going to be? Are we going to have a bunch of strikeouts and warning track shots? Because what? Okay, people are saying, oh, you get a strikeouts and home runs, you know, whatever, and you know the. That may not be the case. You may get a lot of warning track stuff, especially early in the year when the wind's blowing in and it's cold and all that other stuff. So I don't think it's scientifically uh, available for anybody to know exactly how that's going to work out. And my biggest problem with analytics and all that other stuff is maybe what they need to do, and I know they've talked about this a little bit to maybe make things a little different for baseball and more back to what we're used to, is to have the shifts regulated so that you can't put everybody to the right of second base or whatever they do, you know, make them so that they have to have two on the right, two on the left, no matter who's up. I mean, move them around as much as you can within that zone. But normally most sports work towards having offense. Football certainly did. For example, it used to be that, you know, that whole Franco Harris thing, the argument about it in 1972 was that the ball was deflected so it shouldn't have been a catch. Well, now that's a rule. It is a catch if a, another player on your team deflects it and you catch the ball. They just changed the rule a couple of years later in favor of the offense. So what about this whole analytics, launch angle, shift, and dead and lively ball? That should be a good discussion for a while. What do you think, Perry? Well, what baseball people would tell you is they don't want to take away the shift because – um, it's defense, and, and they, they want to support that. I personally think you should have your players where they're supposed to be, you know, the two on the right, the two on the left. But, you know, baseball, and, it, and it's infinite wisdom. Oh, yeah. They don't want to take away this shift. <laughs> but in a lot of players, they use this shift because a particular player hits the ball, usually in that area, you know, where they've got the players shifted to. That's why they do it, obviously. But – yeah. 
I, I, you put your players where they're supposed to be. Yeah, that's what I think. The other thing, too, when you think back, one of the old expressions that my father used to say, and I don't even – take two and hit to right. Was, yeah. There's an old right. expression you hear. Like people could control where they hit the ball yeah. back in the That's days. it. I would, I would hate to see you outlaw the ship because I'm an old-timer, and I still – I think when I was a kid – you you know you 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 learned how to go to the opposite field. You know the old saying: hit them where they ain't. That's right. And why don't? And that's unfortunately, unfortunately, in today's world, Rick, too many players don't hit them where they. No, I know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I've honestly thought that that if you had a, a a hitter that really had good back control, and they dealing with all these shifties that they do now, you could actually see a four hundred hitter again. You know who? Uh, you know who'd be perfect at that. And unfortunately, he played it the long time. But could you imagine what Tony Gwynn would be like right now? Right. Yeah. He, he'd have a field day. Oh, Rod Wade Carew. Bob, Bob, yeah, yeah. Wade Boggs, yeah. Carew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all those guys. Yeah, that's right. And that's how they did it. So I mean, there is money in you know. Everybody thinks, oh, I got to hit home runs, you know, and then whatever. There's money in you know hitting, you know, hitting for a high average. You know, those guys. Yeah. What's wrong with just? You know, what's wrong with your first two hitters in the lineup hitting singles? You know, no, yeah. absolutely yeah. nothing. That's right. And and Sean. one other thing, Chris, when you were talking about you know you know people talking about whether Major League Baseball could actually do things to the ball and stuff, one thing is now Rollins makes the baseballs, and Major League Baseball owns Rollins now, which they didn't used to. Ah, uh, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Sean or Bill, you guys got anything to say on this? Well, I like it. I like it. Yeah, you know, I like it a little sped up, a little bit, you know, a little as juiced or a little lightened, you know, because you know adds a little more excitement to the game. As you know, gets a little more scoring, a little more. You know, I, I, I'm an awful guy in general. Well, this the problem, that, and I think I said this last week. The problem with this, you know, uh, Manfred, is he's like a camp counselor. He hears somebody said to him, you know, yeah. there were too many home runs. Whoever it was, you know, and so now, but then people say. Oh, we like home runs. You watch. In the middle of the season, they'll decide there aren't enough, and they'll they'll go back to the normal. You know, they'll, they'll you know, you know what's again. gonna you know what's gonna happen. They're gonna fix the baseball, Chris, and then at the beginning of the season, when there's not a whole lot of offense going on in baseball, the TV ratings are gonna drop, and then all of a sudden they're gonna have oh, we gotta fix this. You know? <laughs> well, the other thing too, I mean, you know, early TV ratings in baseball, other than opening day, are, are problematic anyway. And you know, especially nowadays with the fans having not been at the games, even around here, nobody's talking about the Red Sox at all. No, I mean, you you would think the Red Sox weren't even going to be playing soon, and this used to be the number two team in town. And I'm not saying it still isn't. When they, if they, of course, they had such a lousy year last year, but this is this is one of your major baseball markets, and you're not hearing anything about them. No, which is why I'm going to say. That they traded Andrew Benintendi. <laughs> and before you do, before you do that, Chris, I think Bill wanted to get in. Okay, go Bill, ahead, Bill. I, No, I was just going to say you don't want to ever, ever, ever go away from your offense, especially. That's what people go to the games for: are home runs or big plays. It there's just no way. Right, but the problem is, it, it, it almost becomes it was some in some people's minds like arena baseball, you know. That, that now the the business with the pitchers, of course, you're given the offense where you say the three three batter rule and all that. That's going to be in there, so that gives it to the offense. I really think they they need to do something though about the shift. I think that's the biggest problem, and these and these players. Just the way they're coached, I think Rick's right. I think they just don't coach them how to do – like they talk about – they were talking the other day with uh, Susan Waldman and, and um, uh, uh, Howie Rose. Rose. 
Howie Rose on FAN about, oh, you could uh, bunt the guy to third, you know, now with the guy on second base with nobody out for the 10th inning, bunt the guy to third, and then you have two chances to get him in. And they said, yeah, if somebody could bunt. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's the problem. You know? yeah. People can't do these things. Nope. So anyway, so the Red Sox last year, Andrew Benintendi fell off the map. He was terrible. Yes. They finally, he didn't even play like the last month, I don't think. But but and they said he was injured. They came up with some injury or something. But the thing is, and he was so good the first two or three years of his career. And you wonder if he's one of these guys like the guy I was thinking of was Alan Craig. Alan Craig had a great like two or three years at the beginning of his career with the Cardinals. The Red Sox traded for him, and he started to go down with the Cardinals, but the thought was, oh, he'll get a new environment and, you know, different batting coach. Everything will be fine. He never did anything again. So you nope. just wonder what's going to happen. Ben Intendi, to remind people, was the guy they kept so that they didn't have to trade Moncado. That was the one guy they wouldn't trade. You know, when they got Chris Hale, they, they definitely wanted to keep uh, Ben Intendi. And I'm not saying they were wrong at the time because he started off better than Moncado for the first two or three years. But now Moncado's doing very well with the White Sox. Yep. But Ben Intendi was traded uh, to Kansas City. And there were the Mets were involved. <clears throat> oh, Khalil Lee had got the, went to the Mets. And the Red, Red Sox got Francie Cordero, which I know nothing about. It's an outfielder that they got. But I don't know. What, what was the thought around baseball? And they also baseball? got some picks. And some picks. Yeah. So what was the thought around baseball, uh, uh, Perry, as far as uh, what happened here with this trade? Well, the thought is the Royals got the best end of that deal because Francie Cordero for, yeah. for the Red Sox is – Maybe a 200 hitter, <laughs> and, and not only that, he's injury prone. Boy, okay, great. That's you know, good deal. <laughs> <laughs> also, speaking of of that, because one of the other people who fell off the map was uh, um, JD Martinez, and they, his excuse or what he said was that he couldn't look at videos. Is this has been there been something done this year for, about videos? Do I have know that not yet? heard. Anything. I have not heard anything about that, and I know players are very upset about that. Still, Javier Baez said the same thing. Right. Okay. So the Cubs and Intercom signed a, a long-term deal for, for the, them to stay on WSCR, the score. So the, that should Ten be uh, fine for them. How many years? Yep. Ten years. Uh, it was, they just said a multi-year deal. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it was and, 10. I had heard 10. Yeah, I, I thought I heard 10 somewhere, too. No, I, I didn't hear that anywhere okay. on our messages. Jake right. Arrieta signed a one-year $6.5 to $7 million, uh, contract. With, uh, well, that was with the Cubs, right? Yep. And, yes. And they could, and you're saying, Perry, they could have had Lester back for uh, five million. That's what I was. That's what I heard. Is Lester said he wanted to come back and retire as a Cub for five million, and, and they didn't do it. So and, uh, and that he, I and, that I have no idea. And he ended up going to Washington for like yes, he did. You know. Yep. Uh, okay. And then we have Estrabel Estu. Oh, I knew I would do this. Estrubel Cabrero uh, Cordero. Signed with Arizona for one year for one point seven five million. No, it is as Drubal Cabrera. Cabrera. <laughs> you had it right. Yeah. Yes, and Cabrera. I say Cabrero. I think that was my problem. But anyway, one point seven five million. Now he was somebody who was pretty good, but has he had a lot of uh, trouble, injuries? What's been going on with him? Because I thought he was he pretty good. Kind of, a couple his, years ago. his numbers just kind of fell off the wagon the past couple of years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of falling off the wagon, Matt Harvey. <laughs> Signed a minor league deal with Baltimore. Of course, he's been off the wagon more than he's been on it. That's correct. That's and, true. Uh, and what's his Bruce? Uh, I didn't write his name down. Bruce. Jay, Jay Bruce. Jay Bruce. Signed a minor league deal uh, with the uh, Yankees. And, of course, these are two former Mets. So we'll see yep. what they do. Mm -hmm. uh, Justin Turner, uh, the Dodgers, two years for uh, 
34. 34 million. And, of course, uh, that will take care of third base for them. James Paxton, one year for... Uh, what is it? Uh, eight, eight, seven, eight and a half. Eight and a half, but he could eight get ten million. Okay. And uh, you know, with incentives, and to uh, Seattle. You know, right, to Seattle, and yeah. you know, coming back to Seattle. Of course, yeah. he's been with the Yankees, and then we have. Uh, okay, Perry, you read an article about the minor leagues this year, so why don't you let people before, know before we get to that, Chris? Justin Wilson has a deal with the Yankees. Yeah. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Of course, he's spent the last couple of years with the Mets. Mm-hmm. All right. Mike Fires re-signed with the A's. That's official okay. as of today. Yeah. Okay. And let's see. Uh, then we had, oh, and Billy Hamilton signed a minor league deal with Cleveland. We had that. Okay. Yep. So uh, uh, Minnesota, a one-year deal with Matt Shoemaker. Pitcher. Yep. Okay. Two, $2 million. Yep. Okay. All right. But, all right, so you uh, read a, a whole article about minor league baseball and how it's being reorganized. Yes. <laughs> in the, it was in the Sunday edition of the Des Moines Register, so if you have Newsline and you can get on there, you can get on their site and visit the Des Moines Register sports section. You can read the article. Basically, what has happened is a lot of teams. There are 120 minor league affiliates in baseball now, and you have a an A, high A, double A, and triple A. So each team has yeah. one of each, then apparently, right? That's correct. Yeah. Right. That's correct. And and the way it works is now in especially in we'll focus on AAA because that's what they focused on because it, obviously that's the team we have here. The AAA there are now three leagues basically. We don't know what these names are yet, but there are three leagues. There's you know the teams out west, there's the teams out east, and then there's the teams in the middle. And for this year, with with COVID and all that. You're kind of going to get tired of the same teams because I know the I Cubs are going to play a lot of games with uh, Omaha, uh, Indianapolis, Columbus, um, Toledo, and I'm probably missing one. That's but, interesting because Indianapolis, Columbus, and Toledo were in the International League all the that's time. Correct, yeah, but that's correct. That's the new some league. Of, some yeah, no, I know that. So what I'm saying is, Louisville. yeah, what, what, Louisville okay, so they're putting, all right, so I'm wondering, yeah, that's right, well, that's my question, is Louisville go in the eastern part of it? Do we know? Uh, they're not in our division, but they're probably in the central, you know, in that middle part somewhere, because I'm guessing they will play teams like Memphis, the Texas teams. Now, eventually what they want to do after we get past the virus issues is, they want they want they want there to be crossover, you know, where we would see teams from the east and the west and right. and all over. But obviously, with what's going on this year, they want to cut as much of the travel as. But, they but okay, can. when you say divisions, now all right, okay, so theoretically, you'd have three ten-team leagues: one in the east, one in the middle, and one in the west, right? So yeah. are you saying that they'll only play their divisions within those leagues? I mean, because in the East, I assume you're going to have, you know, Worcester is going to be in, then yep. you're going to have, you know, Syracuse, yeah. Buffalo, Rochester. Um, My understanding uh, is that is correct. Right. And then, but so then what I understand, what I understand, they'll play the ten, the other nine teams, but they're going to have two five-team divisions, kind of the way it used to be before the American Association went away. They used to have the International League, the American Association, and the Pacific Coast League. Now you just have, up until last year, you had the International League and the PCL. And so they're basically bringing back the old American Association, but it may not have that name. Right. And the reason for this is, obviously, MLB now controls a lot of the minor leagues 
um, you now have 10-year deals with your city. You know, the, like, for for example, the, the Cubs in Des Moines have a 10-year for us to be the AAA for the Cubs, um, yeah. as do most other teams. Rangers and, just signed the 10-year with the Rattler yeah. Express. So, yeah. and, the, and they like that. This, the, the, the cities like that because normally you do these every two to four years, <laughs> and they don't like that. But yeah. Oh, and you ended up with players, the Mets in Las Vegas and everything else. I mean, right. You got all kinds of crazy deals, yeah. But the pay is going up for the players. The facilities are getting better. So, you know, the, the one thing that, that's good here, the iCubs always keep their facilities top-notch so for them that's nothing new but for some teams they don't do it and that's that's what they're trying to get them to do Mm -hmm. so well it'll be interesting to see of course Worcester is just starting out but I'm trying to think if you're taking some of the teams like Indianapolis and Columbus and I I don't know maybe down south Gwinnett that's the Braves uh, team I guess and I don't know there must be some other you know you'd have Harrisburg I I think think. and I think for this year Chris you're going to play a lot there, you know, there's probably enough teams in in the northeast part of the country. For this year, you'll play a lot more of them. Right, right. But and going then, okay, forward, are they going to try to have a World Series of some sort? Because you're going to have these three winners. Then what? I guess they are going to have playoffs. But yeah. the, I get the season is going to start like the first of April, and it'll go through most of September. Right. And there's going to be more off days in the minor leagues than there have been in the past. So. It's going to be a little bit different. Now, in AA, they've always done the three. You've always had the Texas League, the Southern League, and the Eastern League. You've always had the three, the three uh-huh. leagues with the eight to ten teams. So, right. You know, well, this will be interesting. And, of course, a lot of teams and, – and, you know, nobody's going to do anything this year because of the virus and stuff. But, I mean, I'm wondering if some of these places that had minor league teams, you'll see independent league teams or something spring up there that have more of a you know, minor uh, some league of the tradition. Some of the ones that lost their minor league teams, they're what is in a new college – Stars wooden bat league is, is what they're calling yeah. it. Yeah, there's and then, that, by the way, the team the I met, the team I missed in our division is St. Paul. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, St. Paul is your other because that's right. And then because they did something like that here last year, they had the Texas Louisiana wood bat, college wood bat league, and so some of the minor league teams last year became ex, uh, one year expansion teams. Because of you know, so they could have some revenue going like Round Rock and the Amarillo Double A team and Frisco and a couple others, the Double A for you know, and then San Antonio they did that. So mm-hmm. yeah, you'll see some go into the Wooden Bat League. You also see some show up in the Atlantic League because, well, and you saw an independent league team now leaving going to Triple A because Houston bought the Sugarland team, which is part of the Atlantic League. They bought them and they made them their Triple A. And depending on they so now they own the the Jim Crane owns the double A, the triple A and the major leagues. Okay. And before we finish up baseball, I just wanted to mention I, I kinda of alluded to it, but on WFAN, if you want to hear some Sunday morning baseball talk, and certainly there's stuff on Sirius XM all the time. But on WFAN, Howie Rose and Susan Waldman are doing a show from nine to one Eastern on Sunday mornings. They they did it um, last week. I know they're going to do it this week. I don't know how far they're going to go into spring training with it, but they had John Sterling on. They had uh, James McCann on. He was very articulate. <coughs> so it's a good good way to you know they're going to talk baseball in 
general, but of course uh, an emphasis on the Yankees and the Mets, which is always interesting to us up here with the Yankees and you know just the, the, we've got a lot of Mets fans in our group. So uh, just if anybody wants to listen to that, that's pretty good listening. They're they're good to they're fun to listen. Yeah, to. they did it during last baseball season, yep. and they uh, they were very good. So I highly recommend it. I don't know how long it'll last, but it's well worth listening to. Mm-hmm. Okay. One other baseball note, Chris. Um, the, the Marlins announced that they're going to start the season with 25% capacity fans. Okay. And uh, that works out for the Marlins to 9,300, and they average <laughs> 10,000. So they're pretty much back to normal. <laughs> they're all back. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think Bill. I think Bill wanted to get in. Ahead, no, Bill. I was just going to say, that's business as usual for the Marlins. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, after their great playoff run, maybe things will be different this year. Who knows? I don't know. Okay, so it's pretty before we before we hit our break, real quick, um, we are going to go to the break. But Jerry, if you want to come in and unmute yourself, you can talk at this point. So go ahead, Jerry. Okay, uh, this uh, since you're on the subject of the Cubs, uh, I know uh, Perry, you and Pierre will be interested in this, and it has kind of a little local flavor because the high A, I believe it is the South Bend Cubs, are yes. going to have um, are going to have Michael Ryan as their manager. They've hired him now. Michael Ryan is from here in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Uh, he was primarily an outfielder. I don't think he played college basketball. Right? You play or anything? Baseball. Baseball. I don't think he played any college baseball, but he played uh, for Indiana High School, and he was quite good. And uh, he had a stint. He, I think, he had a stint with the Twins for a while. And I don't know if you guys had him on the Red Sox or not, Chris. But uh, I don't remember him. No, not he, not that guy. We had a Mike Ryan, the catcher, years ago, but not him. Okay. But he was, uh, and then he managed the Altoona Curb for a while, and uh, now he's getting to manage the uh, South Bend Cubs. And uh, uh, are they a pretty good team, or do you know much about them? Well, they've won. They won their league a couple of years ago. So yeah, they won a couple. Yeah, <laughs> but but that's the one thing in the Cubs organization that the Cubs like to do is when you're. If you're a manager in that organization, the Cubs have good tenure. I mean, they don't make changes lightly. I mean, Marty Marty Peavy is a AAA manager here, and he has been for quite a while. So, Okay. But uh, right. we are past the time, so, Bill, why don't we go to break, and then we'll come back with some other sports. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with money ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. 
two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this. Let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh. You don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man. You laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool. Very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Back we are. Okay. I thought, All right. Uh, so, going on to the NFL, and uh, it usually seems like every week we start with Sean because something happens in Houston. And it's not good. <laughs> Houston, they've got a problem. So, the president and business uh, president of business operations, Jamie Roots, has left, and he, uh, he and apparently uh, he didn't get along with Jack Easterby. So, why don't you tell us about what's going on well, down there with all this? Stuff? Jamie Roots was the president of business operations for the Houston Texans from day one. When they were granted the expansion franchise, Bob McNair, that was his first hire. Or he was on with them. He was the man. You know, they had season ticket uh, sales. He was behind all that. On Thursday, he resigned because he said he did not like the culture that was going on with Jack Easterby and he said, yes, it's all, you know, faith, but the whole faith-based and the high morality and basically Easterby's wanting people that are involved in his, you know, in his church or in a certain church. And they got, hopefully, that he wants them that are leaders in their church to be involved in management. And so Easterby's trying to, he's, for those of you that are, Easterby's basically like an evangelist. He's, he's. He's the Joel Olstein wannabe down in Houston. You know, now, you're not going to win football. Two. You're not going to have a winning football team. No, and Cal there is he's got his ear. So he's gone. Then the next day, it all dropped. J.J. <coughs> Watt, not traded, released to go anywhere he pleases. Now, J.J. Watt, he's towards the end of his career. He's not the J.J. Watt of years ago, yes. However... He's, uh, you know, he's the he's the fixture of the franchise. He's probably the man. He's the man in Houston. He could run for mayor of, of Houston if he wanted to. I'm sure and win. Yeah. But well, look he, at how uh, much, look at how much money he raised after the hurricane, yeah. Sean. You know. Oh yeah. But he's that guy, and to just say, oh well, JJ's gone. And, they never put it. He put it. He said, "I'm going to put something out. You're going to hear it from me." He put out a video thanking all the fans of Houston, thanking Bob McNair, thanking the people. He just said, "It's time for a change." And the rumors are Green Bay, Pittsburgh's like a top one. Pittsburgh and Green Bay are at the top. Uh, San Francisco's been there. Chicago. Uh, he's uh, also uh, talking to Cleveland. But yeah, I'm hearing I think Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. 
I believe he's going to find. Uh, I think he's going to go know. play with his brothers and myself. I think his brothers or Green Bay. I think Cleveland. When you talk, first of all, Cleveland has a ton of uh, cap money, right. but they also they're, they're drooling over having him at one end of the line and Miles Garrett at the other end. Right. And uh, at Pittsburgh, I'm, I thought about his brothers too, but now they say, you know, that if, if he's really looking for a chance at a championship, Pittsburgh may be on the way down here. Yeah. That's right. So, and okay, well, Mike, Mike Tomlin was quoted as saying, "We can never have too many wives. Or we can never have too many wives." Is what he said. We can. Ne- we always. We can. We always need more wives. <laughs> there you go. Always need more wives is what he said. Hold, yeah. hold, hold on, guys. Bill, go ahead. No, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just waiting until Sean okay. got through. Bill, didn't you have some rumors you wanted to bring up? I do. I have. I have uh, some some top ten picks here. <laughs> Deshaun Watson to the 49ers or the Dolphins um, or the Carolina Panthers. And they chose the 49ers because they would give up three first-round draft choices. And uh, what's the guy's name? Nick, um, Bosa? Nick Bosa. Bosa. Yeah. yeah. Right. Do you think that's going to happen? I don't uh, think so. What I don't understand, and, and maybe I missed something. We were talking about it before the show. Um, it, the 49ers are supposedly in salary cap hell. Yeah, How do they, they then pay for Deshaun Watson down the road, or is it just a one-year deal? No, well, no, no, see, no. this year, Chris, he's only going to make $10 million. His contract extension doesn't kick in until next year. Right, but then if they've already got – if they're over the cap, that's fine for this year. But then what yeah. do they do to continue to well, keep them? Maybe they maybe they're losing players next year. That's going to bring that cap. Yeah. Hit back. Well, they're, going to, they're going to cut quite a few this year because the cap is going to be lower around the right. league. So. And think and about it. To mean Garoppolo would come here. That's part of the story. Right. Guess, that's part of this story. But think about it. Nick Bosa takes up quite a bit of money too on the cap. So right. That's yeah, so they'd be losing that. Yeah. They'd yeah. be losing that. Yeah. That's the the second one would be. Uh, went to the Colts over the Bears, and I hope the Bears win that competition. Well, <laughs> um, I can already tell. I can already tell you, Bill. Chicago has dropped out of that sweepstakes because the latest rumor now I've heard is they've contacted the Raiders and they've offered them two number one draft picks and Roquan Smith for Derek Carr. And what the Colts would give up would be a first round. This is only speculation. A first round, a third rounder, but then the Eagles would have to give the Colts back a second rounder. And so that's basically what it looks like, but it it's almost like a first rounder to the Colts because it's well, the number thirty seven pick. So yeah, if, I, if I can't that, see why anybody would send a third first round uh, pick for all right. So then we go to our, we go to our third one. Can you see Jimmy coming back to New England on right. an yes. incentive based yes. contract? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um. That one, the number four would be, let's see here, Orlando Brown to the Chargers. Can you see that one Um, from the Ravens? Yeah, yeah, I could. could. You know, you never know with offensive linemen. Let's see what number five, yeah. But no, that's the the newest Derek Carr rumor. Chicago's offered two number ones and Roquan Smith for Derek Carr. 
And the Raiders would then have Mariota. Is that the idea? Uh, I don't know who they would have because uh, there are several teams still interested in Mariota. So I don't yeah. know. How, I don't know unless, what would happen there. Unless the Raiders were then going to turn around and make a trade for Wentz. <laughs> Well, uh, no, yeah. I don't want. I don't want to win. Right. Oh, well, that, oh, that takes care of it. Then that, don't yeah, that solves that problem. That solves uh, that. As problem. long as you're, as long as you're in the uh, in that room, uh, Robert Wentz won't be there, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't. I don't want. I don't want. Look, I would like Carson Wentz from 2017, 2018, but I don't yeah. want last year's yeah. Wentz. I want okay. Cam Newton from 20. 20- 15 or so. Here's our number five pick. Here's our number five pick. And this one, I I think it's a stretch. Rothenberger to part from the Steelers. Do you think? Well, I think think that might be a possibility because he's owed $41 million this year. But he's indicated that he's willing to renegotiate his deal. But um, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much he, how much of a pay cut he's going to have to take, and I, I really don't know how much Ben has left in the tank. To be honest yeah. with you, I think he got injured. Um, you know, in the middle of the season, there came back. You know, in that Dallas game, I think that's when he got hurt. And I just don't think he heals the way he did. And he's always gotten banged up, but he's come back after two or three weeks and you know been okay, but not this year. Yeah, all right. Here goes number I don't know, six. I don't know if I'd want to invest in somebody like that. Yeah, he couldn't go along. That's what they were saying. No, at his age. Here's number six, so. and this is a safe one. Uh, the Packers sign a wide, a named wide receiver. I I could see them. Well, Rogers. I could see. I could see that one. Yeah. Rodgers has complained that he doesn't yeah. have anybody to throw And he's to. hoping that, you know, it, like Brady, because now he can turn and the other quarterbacks can turn around and say, well, look, when Brady, you know, he couldn't get him in New England, he left. I could leave, you know, I could, yep. I could work <laughs> myself out and get out of here. So if you want to keep me happy, get me a wide receiver. You know, this is now a precedent for somebody who left and won the Super Bowl. So, yep. All right, this, this is another safe pick. Zach Prescott and the Cowboys go back and forth again. Another. Another. Um, do you think they're going to get a long-term contract signed this year? I don't. I don't know about. I don't know about this year, but I. I don't they think can, after can. this year, I don't think they can franchise him anymore. No, not after this. Yeah. No. But you know that we didn't talk about it last week. But um, but the Cowboys put out their promotional video last week, and it's you know it's got all highlights. You know, supposedly you get people all excited about the upcoming year, and it's right. got all highlights of all the, the good plays this year. And they even they even had all kinds of you know past stars in it with Emmett Smith and everything. In the whole video. Dak Prescott was not in it once. That is strange. Yeah. I, I, I get I get the sinking suspension that they're going to try and move on from him, to be honest. They may, yeah. I mean, they, they weren't in a hurry to sign him before, and now maybe they're not so sure about the injury. And you know. That's right. Well, who That's knows? Right. Okay, and remember, no. and, you know, just to throw him in the mix for here, remember Robert Kraft and Jerry Jones are friends. So exactly. You something so, happened there. You know. All right, what about number eight here? Stephon, what's his name, Gilmore? Diggs. No, the Gilmore Gilmore from New England going to, let's see. Oh, they said he's going to, oh, going to Arizona. Can you see him going to Arizona? Uh, Well, I I can see the Patriots moving on from him because he, he is owed quite a bit of money, and I don't know what the Patriots cap situation is. But teams are going to be making moves to cut salaries, so that is a possibility. Yeah. 
I think with all these rumors, you know, you're going to see a whole other set next week when they talk to some other people, because I think what they're doing here is the different reporters from the athletic right are throwing these things in the hopper, you know, That's and, right. hey, and then it looks different to them the next week because something else happens, you know. Well, but hey, it's something to talk about in these last right. two. It is. Yeah. 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 Put it up. It's just something to talk about. What the heck? And right. remember, remember, the NFL league year this year begins on St. Patrick's Day. So yep. The last okay, two, so JJ, we, watch, we, we got two a, more, Chris. Hey, we got two okay. more. I want to do these last two real quick here. J.J. Okay. Watts to Buffalo. Um, I don't think that one's going to happen. I don't think I, so. And the no, last like one the, is Sam Darnold to the Bears. Uh, well, if they don't get Derek, if they don't if they don't get Carr, Sam Darnold is a possibility because yep. the Jets yep. do have the second pick in the draft, and I do think they will pick a quarterback. Yeah, I think they're thinking about it if they can't get um, Watson. So yeah, well, there was one uh, one controversy this week in uh, in football, and that was the throwing of the Lombardi Trophy <laughs> from one oh, to the yes. other to uh, to I guess from uh, Brady to Gronk. I guess it was to Gronk. And well, uh, I know I, half half the time I heard Gronk, the other time, yeah. half the time I heard it was Cameron Brady. <laughs> it was Cameron. Okay. It was Brady. Right? Okay. Was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But apparently the woman uh, whose father designed the trophy got all upset. Yes. <laughs> and so she was saying this is terrible and something could have happened and all this other stuff. And we've had discussions in our group about it. And some of the people say, oh, it's terrible to do these things. With the trophy." But I don't even know. Somebody, I'm sure, has put together a story of the Stanley Cup. Oh, the Stanley yeah. Cup has been <laughs> oh, Chris, everywhere. Yeah. Stanley Cup had all kinds of but, things happen to us. You know? But either way, I get, okay, yeah disrespecting, but you'd have to hear the, uh, I heard the audio of this when I put the story up, and the girl was like, you were disrespecting my father's memory and you owe my family yeah. an apology. Yeah. Okay, it's one thing to say, hey, it's disrespectful, but the way she went, and she was referred to as as a trophy Karen, and the GM of Tampa, <laughs> yeah, she was acting like a Karen, and the GM of Tampa Bay even said, uh, uh, shut up, Francis. Now, the Vince Lombardi, it's not like the Stanley Cup. It's a new one every year, right? Yeah. 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 Because you keep it's it. Not, it's it's not like the Stanley Cup that gets passed think, around each I think they've right. got the six is yeah. still in Foxborough, yeah. So it's, yeah. So it's the Bucks and, trophy. Let them do what they want with it. Yeah. <laughs> Tiffany and Company makes a new one every year. The silver. Yeah. Her father was a silversmith that designed it, and yeah. Yeah. Well. So. Whatever. I mean, <clears throat> the Stanley Cup. I think it got lost one time, and uh, they got it back. And That's but it's true. been yes, it it's is. been on beaches. It gets to stay. I don't know how many days it's with each player, but two or three days, yeah. and they can do whatever they want. And they drink beer out of it. They take it to the beach. They take yep. it to the. the They've done like, some funny things with it. Oh yes, they have. We wouldn't even want to know about. It. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no. So I think that's it for the NFL. Well, so I, one more, one more one quick more. Thing, good time story. I guess the, um, I think her name is um, Ariel Young, the, the five year old girl that was in the accident with with. Um, oh yes, Andy, Andy Reid's son there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last night, I guess she came out of her coma and she's breathing on her own. So that's a good thing. Oh good, yeah. Okay, and and, so, and along with that, Rick, uh, the the son of Andy Reid is now no longer employed by the Chiefs. Right. Right. Yep. Okay. 
So we have a couple of uh, college things that happened, a couple of coaching things. Gus Malzahn was hired by U- University of Central Florida, and now he, w- wasn't he the coach of uh, was he LSU? Is that where he was? Auburn. 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 He's he got the twenty two million dollars to, uh, to be bought out, Chris. Yeah. Okay. All right. So he's now gone, gone to Central Florida because, of course, their coach went to Tennessee. So we'll see about that. And B.C. finally, and it's a strange time to do it, but they did it finally after all this time, fired Jim Christian, the basketball coach. He had a record of 78 and 132. He had one winning season. He's been there since like 2014. Some guy named Scott Spinelli's taken over, probably an assistant, just to finish the year. They're uh, like one and nine in the ACC and three and 13 this year, and you know whatever. So I I don't know what the timing is, what the reason was at this time, but uh, well, I heard um, I heard it didn't have a, actually a lot to do with his record. I heard it had a lot to do with he and a player with a big time violation of the COVID protocols. And I guess BC takes that pretty seriously. Well, they had done very well with football and they were out. They were the reason they didn't play for two weeks. They were the team that was unavailable. So yeah, Yeah. that's, uh, you know, so I bet it, (laughs) he wasn't exactly doing a great job there as a coach either. So, you know, so anyway, that was the college stuff. Was there any other college? A couple couple other things in college. Um, Jalen Johnson of Duke has uh, basically elected to, Quit on the team and prepare for the NBA draft. We of course know that Duke isn't doing very well, but heck with heck with playing for your team. I'm just going to yeah. quit and prepare yeah. for the draft. And, We're losing. Yeah. I'm um, going home. Right. And Valparaiso uh, announced last week they no longer want to be known as the Crusaders. They either want to be called Valparaiso, Valpo, or the Brown and Gold. Well, right. my only thought, and I, if they didn't come out with a reason, I'm just speculating, but the only thought I, I have is uh, that the Crusaders, you know, were a violent group. You know, we talk about Crusades, and that's right. a violent thing, you know, and went in to attack the Muslims and all that. So maybe they think it's just something that's past its time. And, we, of course, we have when, Holy Cross up here, and they're the Crusaders, so I don't know. When I heard it on Sunday, Gary Rima did not have – a reason. reason. He just said yeah. they announced it. That's all I can think of. So, I have a you know, question. Hold on, guys. Bill, we're, we're going to hear Bill's question, and then Pierre, if you want to start on Moody, we'll be ready for you. And ahead, it Bill. won't take me long. Why is it I thought this Garza from Iowa was an all-star, all-world. Why is what am I missing? I understand that he's not well He's not like a lottery pick or one of those players, and I thought he was. I think he was going to be a better pick last year than he may wind up being this year. He'll he'll probably go into the draft, but I think last year he was probably going to be picked higher because Iowa's not exactly doing as well as people thought they were going to. Yeah, but I, I didn't know if there was something I was missing. I thought he was all world last year, and then... Then, no, hmm. no, he, he he's not had the same year this year as he did last year. He doesn't have what Jimmy Jones had timing, timing. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Pierre. Pierre, are you with us? Oh, yeah, Pierre. I'm here. Pierre. Go ahead. Uh, okay, there you go. Uh, yeah, I remember whenever I lived in Arkansas, Gus Malzahn was the coach of Springdale High School. <laughs> And okay. then, oh yeah, and then and then he had a a quarterback named Mitch Mustaine, and and the yeah. University of Arkansas wanted him. So part of the deal was that 
that Malzahn had to come with him. <laughs> and uh, and so he rose from from a high school coach to coaching college really fast. <laughs> and uh, also we had our first college uh, football game last uh, this past uh, weekend. Southeastern Louisiana College played some little old school I never heard of, but uh, but that was <clears throat> that was officially the first spring uh, college football game. That is correct, Pierre, and that reminds me that the Missouri Valley starts their schedule this weekend. Right, and uh, that was something else. Um, oh, I can't remember what it was. Now that's the. Are you looking forward still- to ba- Are you looking forward to college baseball, Pierre? Oh yeah, uh, Friday night. Weekend. Well, no, Friday afternoon. They they moved it from Friday night to four o'clock Friday afternoon. And who are they playing this week? Uh, who's LSU playing? Where? This weekend. Oh, Air Force. Air Force. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, Pierre, did you stay up for that whole race? Did you watch the whole thing or not? Oh yeah, it, it ended about five minutes after eleven. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, okay. Oh, well, there you go. And what's this? What's this new football league they got now? Uh, uh, it's called the fans. Fans run the league football or something. Oh, that's yeah. some little semi-pro major league football where the fans get to. Yeah, I heard something about that. I don't know a whole call, lot about it. Yeah, they get to call the plays and all that. Uh, yeah, that's a gimmick now. league. Who's the big star in it now? I can't remember. But oh, they I did hear someone, but I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. They were saying they were saying the other day that he almost scored a touchdown on the first play. But <laughs> okay, yeah, I heard about that league. I need to. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. All right. All right. Oh, and the other college baseball thing, like I said, the the State Farm Classic from Globe Life Field was moved back a day. That's. Arkansas, Mississippi, Mississippi State, Texas, TCU, Texas Tech. Because of the weather, they're going to play Saturday through Monday. Okay, and that's right. a good that's a good event. So I mean, if you really want to catch some college baseball, that's yeah. three games in a day six, for three straight six days. Top t- yeah, six top ten teams. Good. Okay, so we got the NBA here. I'll do the standings and the schedule. And then we got some uh, things we can talk about in the NBA too. So in the East. We have Philadelphia at 18 and 10. Now, Philadelphia, a lot of the Eastern teams have been out west. Now, Brooklyn's been out there. Philadelphia's been out there. Celtics just came back. So the East has kind of fallen behind and getting hit pretty hard out in the west. But Philadelphia is still number one at 18 and 10. Milwaukee, 16 and 11. Brooklyn, 17 and 12 is third. Celtics are still fourth despite all these problems at 13 and 13. I think they were eight and three at one time, too. So that's, yeah. that's what people are looking at. Indiana is fifth at 14 and 14. Of course, they're basically died. The Knicks are sixth at 14 and 15. What the heck is going on? <laughs> Charlotte is 13 and 15 and seventh. Toronto, 12 and 15 is eighth. Chicago, 11 and 15 is nine. And Miami, 11 and 16. So right now, the plans would be Charlotte, uh, Toronto, Chicago, and Miami. Atlanta at 11 and also at 11 and 16, but they're listed as 11. Orlando, 10 and 18. Cleveland, 10 and 19. Washington, 8 and 17. And Detroit, 8 and 19. And the thing is, the Celtics, when they lost two of those last two games, were against Detroit and Washington. So that's why people are not happy. 
In the West, we have Utah, 23-5. and five. What the heck is going on? Donovan they Mitchell are definitely the best team in the NBA right now. Yep. Rudy Gobert and all that stuff. Yep. Uh, the Lakers at 21-7. and seven. Clippers, 21-8. and eight. Phoenix at 17-9. and nine. Portland is fifth at 16-10. and 10. San Antonio, 16-11. and 11. Denver, 15-11 uh, is seventh. Golden State, 15-13. and 13. Memphis, 11-11. And, uh, and, and Dallas, 13 and 15. So the play-in teams would be Denver right now, Golden State, Memphis, and Dallas. <coughs> Excuse me, Sacramento, 12 and 15. <coughs> New Orleans, 11 and 15. Oklahoma City, 11 and 15. Houston, 11 and 15. Also, Jeez. and Minnesota, 7 and 20. So I guess Mark Cuban got himself into a little trouble this week. Yeah, yeah it, it, it was a story. Anthem. It was a story. Story that came and went within about twelve hours, basically. Yeah. Is all it was. No, I seem to remember a thing that uh, th- this is the question I had. I seem to remember a thing years ago where like Golden State was playing like America the Beautiful or something, and the NBA was well, kind of letting teams play. They could play something, but they didn't have to play the national anthem. Am I crazy, well, or did that happen? No, that yeah. didn't happen. That did. But basically, what happened? Throughout <clears> the, <throat> there weren't any there weren't any fans at the games, so Mark Cuban wasn't playing the national anthem. No big deal because they didn't play it in the bubble because there were no fans there. You know, they didn't play it. They well, played at the it, I time, think, before. Uh, well, Sean, the other part of the bubble, and I'm not, I can't say for sure, yeah. remember what was going on at the time, and they were lucky they were even playing games. Yeah. So I think that might have been negotiated <laughs> at the time yeah. during the bubble. Yeah, that might have been. But he wasn't, and then somebody, from, they had they, fought, they had 1,500 first responders there, and somebody on the athletic said, you're not playing the National Anthem. He's like, we haven't played the National Anthem all year. It's okay with the NBA. And it got out, and they said, whoa, they cleared it with the NBA. And the NBA said, no, our teams will play the National Anthem. Because Mark Cuban's thing was, hey, you know, I, I signed with players. Well, the NBA was like, we're playing the National Anthem. The players stand. They do whatever, however, you know. You can kneel, you yeah. protest, you do what you know, different leagues, you know, but it's played because it's it's tradition where Cubans like, well let's don't even play but the but Adam Silver told said no, all thirty teams play the national anthem. That night he played the national anthem and the story was already dead by Thursday. So for, so it was basically from about oh Tuesday night when it happened and it came out Wednesday morning, it was already dead by Wednesday night when Dallas played in, played Atlanta and played the national anthem. So it it, it came and went and yeah, that's about okay. All. Well, uh, one uh, two guys who are going to go and are just going to sit out until they go are Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. Griffin with Detroit. And, and, and Andre Drummond with uh, Cleveland, and um, I guess they're just going to wait for the trade deadline and either buy them out or trade them or do whatever. Now, I, I, do. Look, I think this is almost <clears throat> as bad as load management. Uh, if you're going to trade somebody, yeah, I know you want to avoid injuries, but don't you want to showcase your goods? I mean, yeah. uh, do do uh, NBA NBA players are not made of glass; they're not going to break. Uh, if, if you Draymond know. Green came out against it. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I watched that. Oh, news he's he's conference somebody everybody goes by. Uh, yeah. I, I, I watched that news conference last night. That was a classic. Um, yeah. But um, no, I, I look. I'm not a fan of the Pistons or the Cavaliers. But um, why why do a disservice? You tell these guys, well, we want you in uniform, we want you to practice, we want, but you're not going to play during the games. So we don't want you dressed. Uh, let me remind people: the, this year, 
the NBA trading deadline is not till March 25th. So you expect these guys to sit out and have no game activity for over a month? Give me a break. But they're going to practice yeah. with the team, right? They're going to practice. They're going to travel. Get this. they got to travel with the teams. But they're not. They're not allowed to play. Is this, well, but whose idea is this? Is this the teams or the agents? This uh, well, Blake Griffin in Detroit. It was mutually agreed on. Well, that's okay. what they say. But yeah. I, you know, well, I, I think I, no, well. The way everybody tweets in the NBA and stuff. If it wasn't, he would have come out ten minutes later and said it oh, wasn't. Yeah, he, so. right. He would But with the Andre Drummond situation, this was a team decision, not his, and he's yeah. come out and said so. Well, again, you know, the agents have input, and so does the player. So I don't know. You know, so, I mean. But, but uh, you know, why would you sit your if you're going to trade somebody? That's fine. But why would you make them sit for over a month and not not have any game film? Well, the you idea know? too is if everybody's clear that they're being traded, they may work something out earlier than later. Because you know, if you're gonna if you're a team that's starting to struggle a little bit, and you but you think you can contend, you may go get one of these guys right now and say, oh, they really do want to trade them. Now, it may diminish yeah. the value. However, you're right. So yeah, you know, there's uh, that. No, but. You know, I don't know. But uh, and the other uh, news, I guess, was um, that uh, Anthony Davis is going to be out a couple of weeks with a strained calf. I guess it was a little scary. They thought he might have uh, yes. done something. Two to his, three uh, weeks. Well, it could be ACL. it could be either a calf it could be or, longer. It could, or it could yeah. be his Achilles. They don't really know for sure. I don't yeah, well, think. David USF uh, heard that it was it a, is calf, a calf. So. I, okay. It was, it was right. confirmed it was a calf. Injury. Okay. Right. Let's so get the NBA schedule for tonight and oh. tomorrow, we'll give you that. And we we'll get, uh, Pierre, if you want to, Pierre, if you want to start unmuting, we'll get to you right after the schedule. Okay. okay. So oh, we have Denver at the Celtics, uh, 7 p.m. Wait a minute. I think Bill's trying to get in. Go ahead, Bill. Well, I was just going to make it real, real, real quick. D'Angelo Russell, Minnesota point guard, whatever, is going to be yeah. out about six weeks with a – he has surgery on his knee, so he's going to be out for oh, six okay. weeks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then the game between San Antonio and Detroit is postponed, so we. Yeah. Matter of fact, the Spurs, the Spurs' next three games have been postponed. Charlotte's next two games have been postponed, and because of that, the NBA has uh, moved games around. So take whatever you whatever you read from Chris with a grain of salt. It may be there, and it may not be there. All right. Well, they say they say here, New Orleans and Memphis are going to play at seven thirty on TNT this evening, Eastern Time. We have Toronto at Milwaukee, 8 p.m. Uh, then we have the Lakers at Minnesota, 8 p.m. Always the, the fun return of the Lakers to Minnesota. <laughs> that always brings them back. Okay. We have Portland at Oklahoma City, 8 p.m. Uh, we got uh, Brooklyn at Phoenix at 10 p.m., and that's on oh, TNT. That game's been moved to 1030. I don't know why. I think maybe Kyrie got a previous engagement. Uh, I would think he'll, yeah, he'll come, come from it. <laughs> well, he, he's, he's not even going to play tonight. So <laughs> oh, well, there you go. No, he played Sunday there, the last game, didn't he? So he can't yeah. play tonight. <laughs> Wednesday, we have Chicago at, well, there's Charlotte. No, they're not playing tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. No, they're not. Uh, we got uh, San Antonio is out. No, forget they're that out. game. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Knicks at Orlando, right, Robert? Yeah. That sounds good? So 7 far. o'clock? So far, yeah. Okay. So Denver at Washington is 7 p.m. as well. We have Atlanta at the Celtics, 7.30 p.m. Uh, Houston at Philadelphia, 7.30 p.m., and that's on ESPN. Indiana at Minnesota, 8 p.m. Uh, Portland at New Orleans. Uh, did you say New Orleans is out? No, you didn't. No, All right, no. that's 8 p.m. No. Uh, <laughs> Detroit, at, Detroit is uh, playing. Yeah, Detroit at Dallas. That's okay, 8.30. Yeah. We got Miami at Golden State, 10 p.m., 
on ESPN and Utah at the Clippers. That's a good one at 10 p.m. Now, also. keep one thing in mind with the Dallas situation. Both the Stars and Mavericks have had to move games because of the weather going on in Dallas. That's so, true, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, my advice to people when it comes to hockey and basketball uh, follow, uh, you know, use your computer, use your iPod, use your iPhones, uh, check with your smart speaker on your favorite team um, because schedules are going to be a mess for the next few days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we got uh, who was gonna somebody was uh, going Pierre to, was gonna come here. Go ahead, okay. Pierre. Yeah, two things. Uh, number one, the, the the player on that team I was trying to think about that new league was Johnny Manziel. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh. oh anything he's involved in always works out well. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Probably yeah. a power in the end zone. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and the thing that got and the thing that got Mark Cuban in trouble. At the beginning of the whole thing about the national anthem was when he said that that song didn't represent everybody in the arena, and that's what, yeah. that. And when he said that, that's what stirred everything up a lot. Yeah, Mark said. And you got to remember where he's coming things. from. Look at who, who two his two biggest stars. One's German and Dirk, his biggest yep. star, ever, and Luca Slovenian, who has a chance to be. So he's looking at his international players. Yeah. Is what what he says is what he that's what he said he meant by that. That's what he uh, said. Hey, are they playing um, the Canadian national anthem in Tampa for the? That I I don't know. I don't know. That, that'd be different. I suppose, you know. It, and the thing is, even if you for something like that, even if you look at it for TV, you have a thing that the Yankees do all the time. The national anthem the anthem is brought to you by so and so and they never you don't hear it. No, you know, no. They tell you about it and it's brought to you by somebody or another. Yeah. There are very few teams that play the national anthem on the air. I think San Francisco yeah. does. Yeah, so, uh, they're the only ones that do that I know of. Right. <laughs> okay. So we got any more NBA stuff before we go to the NHL? Uh, no, I think no. we've covered okay. the Okay. So here are the NHL standings and we have the Bruins at uh twenty uh twenty it looks uh, 22 points, I think. 22, the, yeah. 22 yep. They're they're in first place. Philadelphia, 18. The Islanders. And they're, and are, they're on COVID right now. So. They are. They are. Yeah. Islanders are at 17. Washington's at 15. And Pittsburgh's at 15. So we need to say they're they're tied for fourth. So those would be your playoff teams right and now. And they're playing the tonight, division. by the way. Who, Washington and Pittsburgh? Yep. Okay. The Rangers are with 11, New Jersey with 10, and Buffalo with 10. And, of course, uh, Buffalo and New Jersey have been out for a while. Yeah, they've been out for COVID. So. so in the normal year, we would call these games in hand. So that, yeah, they but... have plenty of those. <laughs> yeah. But they're going to be kind of difficult. To, that's one thing in a normal year where it's two or three. They're going to have five or six. It's going to be hard to catch up. Yeah. In the, in the Northern Division, a.k.a. Canadian Division, Toronto 24, Montreal 20, Winnipeg 19, Edmonton 18, and they'd be the playoff teams, Calgary 17, Vancouver 15, Ottawa 9. And uh, is it any surprise that the Canadian teams have been COVID-free? Absolutely. No, <laughs> no COVID whatsoever. No, because they've had all those, all the things they've had all and kept the borders closed and done all the things we didn't do. So yeah, there right. you go. In the Central, we have Tampa Bay. This is crazy, this division. Wow. Tampa Bay is at 21. Then we have Florida at 20. Carolina with 20, Chicago with 20, and Columbus with 18. So look at that. So you got three teams at 20. So the playoff teams would be Tampa Bay, Florida, Carolina, and Chicago. Uh Columbus only two points behind them at 18. So that's a crazy one. Dallas 14, Nashville 12, Detroit 11. 
And in the West, we have Vegas at 21, St. Louis 20, uh, Arizona at 16, Colorado at 15. Of course, they've been on hold for a while. Uh, they're uh, back now. Right. Anaheim. Minnesota is not. Not until Anaheim tomorrow. at 15. So the ones that the, you would say are playoff uh, caliber at this point, Vegas, St. Louis, Arizona, Colorado, and Anaheim, because so, Colorado and Anaheim are tied. Yes. <clears throat> But Anaheim was behind for a while uh, and caught up because they were playing and Colorado wasn't. San Jose 13, Minnesota 12, and the Kings 11. So the schedule, and uh, let me know, Robert, if any of these aren't happening. The one I I got tonight, and I got it from uh, XM, so I had to reverse. uh, It's crazy to have to get it from these people. But anyway, (laughs) Washington at Pittsburgh, 7 p.m. You said they were playing. playing. Uh Also at 7, the Islanders are at Buffalo. That's right. New Jersey at the Rangers. Yeah, the Devils, this is their first game back. So Right. Is that a, like a rescheduled game? Yeah, because, well, no. Uh, they've had to move They've had to move games around, Rick, because the Devils were out. Yeah, it probably is rescheduled. But that's what I'm saying, because the, because the Devils were supposed to play the Bruins last night, and they yeah. were playing them again Thursday, so they got the yeah. Rangers in between you. So I'm, I was thinking that yeah, wasn't an originally scheduled game. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Uh, uh, like I said, uh, watch, your, uh, watch your devices and stuff, because... Yeah. They put out a whole new new release today with uh, schedule updates. So hopefully all the devices get the proper updates in the next couple of days. Okay, at eight thirty we have Nashville at Dallas. Uh, that will not be played because of the weather in oh, Texas. Oh, the weather. Right, that makes yeah. sense. At uh, ten o'clock we were supposed to have Colorado at Vegas. Uh, yes, that's Minnesota, going to go on. Yeah, and Minnesota at Los Angeles. So uh, yeah, right. okay. So Minnesota is back tonight. Then that's right. Okay. Okay. So uh, assuming they play it. So yep. There you go. Okay. So well, I guess that's it for the NHL. Unless you got anything else, Robert? Uh, no, I, I really don't. Uh, you know. Okay. All right. So I guess we just go to the poll question. All right, and the question is. What are your biggest upsets in? What do you think some of your biggest, most memorable upsets in sports? Call in six four six eight seven six ninety nine twenty three two eight seven. Then give the code two eight seven seven two three forty six hundred. Hit the pound key twice and star nine. Raise your hand. So let's start off with you, uh, Chris. Okay. Well, the first one I remember, we were playing cards over at, at my house. I had just, uh, uh, you know, we, we were having our card games we used to have. Rick was there. I remember the night that BC beat Texas, and we had the game on, and whoever heard of such a thing? BC used to come close <laughs> against the big teams, you know, Penn State or Syracuse or something, but uh, something would always go wrong. They never is this football teams. or basketball? This Chris? is football. Football. Okay. 1976. Okay. September 11th, 1976, and they okay. beat them. And uh, Earl Campbell, I think, was on that Texas team. I know, I know, Peter Cronin yeah. was on it because he talks about it all the time because they, yep. they did get that win. They didn't go to a bowl that year, but that was a big upset that you, you, you know, finally BC kind of that was the first big time win they had, uh, you know, for in many many years. Um, of course, there's the 1980 uh, U.S. Olympic, you know, thing with the four BU yeah. players and the rest from, uh, you know, the Midwest, uh, from the other schools and mostly uh, Minnesota, Michigan and all that. And, of course, Mike, Mike Ruzioni and Jim Craig, two of the big stars. And that was February 22nd, 1980. So that's the anniversary coming up when they beat the Russians. Yep. <laughs> of course. Uh, you believe in miracles. Yeah. You know, that's the, where that uh, came yeah. from. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, yeah, and and, uh, and then uh, actually, you know, it's funny. Uh, that song, "You Sexy Thing," was out before that. You know, I believe yeah. in miracles. Uh, so I don't yeah. know where, who stole what from who, but uh, you know, Michael know. may be in trouble. Yeah. Then, uh, then, then you've got, uh, of course, the the first the big Super Bowl win of the Jets. That was a big uh, upset. 
the Ali Liston fight at the time was a big upset. The first one in 1964 because uh, Cassius Clay at the time was not expected to win that at all. No, and Sonny, uh, back then, Sonny Liston was a, a, you know, a lot of heavyweights. He had the Mike Tyson thing. He'd step in the ring and a lot of heavyweights would be scared back then, but all, uh, Cassius Clay was not. He, 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 uh, right, and other people said the fix was in because they yeah. didn't want him as a, a you know, because I think he'd gotten off a murder rap and this and that. So he was oh, kind yeah. Of a thug. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and uh, you know, Cassius Clay, Ali was the the uh, new uh, up-and-coming thing, you know, with, with yep. boxing. So you mm-hmm. wonder if there was a fix involved. Uh, let's see. Trying to think of some other uh, <clears throat> upsets. Of course, that uh, Georgetown win over Villanova, that championship win. That was yeah, a big Villanova one. Over Villanova over yeah. Georgetown. Villanova over Georgetown, yeah. And, well, what about, what about NC State over Houston, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. NC yeah. State over Houston. And um, Princeton over UCLA that time. Yeah. You know, that was another one. So, yeah, there's been a lot in college basketball, and we've got we had a Notre Dame over U, over UCLA to break UCLA, the UCLA winning streak. Right? Yeah. Yep. So there's there's been a lot of those, and uh, just trying to think. Uh, that, I don't know. Those are the ones that come to mind right now. Okay, Rick. All right. Rick. Well, Chris threw a couple of mine. I had the Villanova <laughs> game, and of course the U.S. hockey yeah. game. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, of course, my my favorite was uh, Super Bowl Forty Two. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and then another one that that made an impression on me, although it wasn't a good impression. I, I I went to high school with this kid, and you know I was a big sports fan, and I thought I knew quite a bit about sports. But it seemed like any time we'd have a, a disagreement on a game, he was right, and I'd be wrong. So I, th- I I thought I finally had him this time when he wanted to make a little side bet on the '69 World Series. <laughs> and I had the, I had the, I thought, sure, the Orioles were going to kill the Mets. And yeah. I lost that one, too. <laughs> yeah. That's right. The Orioles yeah. had a really good team that year. And yeah. uh, yep. the Mets uh, yeah. were the team of destiny, however. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So that's about it for me. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's Robert, see who's next. Perry, what do you got? Robert. Uh, Perry. Go ahead, Perry. We always see, we have that discussion every week. I say Perry, you say Robert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll go Perry. Yeah, we'll go Perry. That's right. Yeah, we'll go Perry and then Robert. Well, I'll give you three of them here. Number one, in 1984, when the Cubs were ahead of the Padres two to nothing, I thought, sure, the Cubs are in the World Series, and you know what happened three days later. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Three yep. came back from from two uh, zero down to win that series. So the Cubs did not make the World Series that year. Now in 2016, of course they did, but I don't know that wasn't an upset. They, they no. them and the Indians was that was a good series. Yeah. Now the two big ones would be in 1990 when uh, Northern Iowa beat Missouri. That was a big win in the NCAA. And then of course in uh, the 2010 year when they took down uh, Kansas, you know that that down goes Kansas. Yeah. And, right. And that was a good one. But uh, and then Iowa's had a few. Um, but I can't think of one just right off the top of my head that was a huge one. But I know they've had a few. But um, you know, there's a lot of Kansas things littering the NCAA. I remember, yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> Rhode Island beat Kansas in '98 uh, in round two and went on to the uh, yep. Elite Eight. You know, so right. there's a lot of Kansas well, uh, under. And the year after Northern Iowa beat them, uh, somebody else took them out the next year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I forget who it was, but yeah. yep. The, the the thing with, at that point in time, uh, President Obama picked Kansas to win the NCAA every year. I think at some point Kansas wished he would quit doing that. <laughs> yes. 
That's okay, amazing. Robert. Robert, go ahead. Well, uh, one that I'm surprised that Chris left out. Uh, how about BC beating Miami? Doug Flutie to Gerard Phelan. No, uh, actually, no, because they were both ranked teams. Okay. That, that was it was a, a game of two ranked teams. What I was thinking about is teams that you didn't, and I should, and I, what I should have mentioned, and we mentioned every week for one reason or another, maybe the Patriots beating the Rams that time in the first, yeah, their, yeah. first Super Bowl. Um, well, I should okay. have that, but I no, thought you, no, they I were thought both, you they were both ranked teams. So I thought uh, you might have missed that. But uh, uh, no, uh, uh, two of them for me. Uh, the U.S. hockey team in 1980. Nobody expected that. And and remember, back then we didn't have access to the internet, so uh, ABC had everything on tape delay. You know, that's right. So, Although so, I knew what happened because I was listening. I was a you know there was a show we still had calling all sports in 1980. Uh, the, yeah that time Bob Lobel and Upton Bell and they mentioned it they said yeah. that, that it happened we, we were bowling and we went home and we didn't do anything afterwards that night so everybody went home but I mean Jim, Jim McKay was so funny you, you've you got okay I'm just telling you you yeah. need to watch stay yeah. tuned I'm yeah. just telling you that yeah <laughs> yep um, and of course uh uh, the uh, the whole uh, how this con- how this poll question got started. Um, uh, Mike Tyson was w- back back when he lost to Buster Douglas. Uh, Buster Douglas. Buster er- Douglas. <laughs> yeah. How much is he drinking? I've done that a few times. Chris. Um, you know, back when he lost, you know, he was uh, the baddest man on the planet. Nobody wanted to step in the ring with him. And uh, you know, the fact that this guy from Ohio. Came out of nowhere and basically took Tyson apart. Of course, uh, he did too much celebrating afterwards, so he didn't hold. Well, I remember that that week. Yeah, didn't Tyson got knocked out by a sparring partner? Yeah, and, uh, uh, but I, I forget who that was. But uh, yeah, he he knocked him out, and so yeah. they were saying that Tyson, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on with Tyson at that time. Anyway, yeah, so there there was. That, and uh, of course, Buster Douglas that week. If you watch the thirty for thirty that was on that, that on that fight, his mother died during fight week. Wow! And yeah. and and nobody nobody expected him to really. They thought he'd pull out of the fight, but he went ahead and won. But he did too much celebrating afterwards. And uh, his next fight, he got he got KO'd by Evander Holyfield, and that really started Evander Holyfield on his. Um, heavyweight journey. So uh, that was that's another one. Uh, one of my personal favorites. Did uh, Duster Bugless beat him too? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no I, I, I've done that a couple of times. And that's Actually, that sounds like something they would have done in Las Vegas and had yeah. an exotic dancer named Duster Bugless. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, one of my personal favorites, of course, 1975. Uh, the Warriors uh, yeah. coming out of nowhere, basically, and beating the Bullets in the finals. Absolutely. Well, but, no, that's right. Uh, uh, we did not um, around here. We didn't expect the Warriors to actually win that thing. Uh, we thought, mm-hmm. you know, we thought Washington was a better team, and not only did they win, uh, they ended up sweeping them. Sweet. And yeah. uh, and in, and in, in that year's case, the Warriors couldn't even use their home arena because they had the. Barnum and Bailey Circus. So <laughs> the two home games were actually played in the Cow Palace that year. Okay. So, yeah. All so right. those are a few of mine. <laughs> okay, Bill. All right. Um, I've got, let's see. These are probably obscure, obscure, and you guys might not remember these, but I go back to 1984 when Indiana upset North Carolina in the Elite Eight. Or one of the, oh, in that yeah. region oh, yeah. and 
um, they held Michael Jordan to one of his lowest scoring. And from an Indiana perspective, well, they were involved in some upsets themselves, but teams beating them like Cleveland State, just crazy teams beating Indiana uh, over the, the years. The 84 team, that was Uwe Block was on that team. Right, and Dan Dockage, who you hear on. Yeah. Right. The other one is, and I can't exactly pull out the exact years, but it happened twice. The Butler Bulldogs in, in Indianapolis going to the Final Four. I mean, yeah, well, Brad Stevens was coach yeah. uh, Brad Stevens last year, and they yeah. played Wichita State uh, in the yeah. you know the semifinal game, and then uh, you know they uh, they won that one, and they lost to uh, Louisville, I think it was. Right, yeah. and so th- those are two right there that's just outstanding. And also when the Patriots got beat, mm-hmm. I thought that was an upset when they were undefeated and they got beat oh, yeah. in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. it was. Uh, that it one was. I thought was an upset. But those are mm-hmm. mine. All right, Sean. Uh, Sean? Well, you took some of mine. Uh I think, you know, took Tsukuma and I had NC State over Houston, Villanova over Georgetown. Uh, one that I think of, Duke over UNLV. Remember the year before, yeah. UNLV had just beat them. Oh, yeah. Not out of them. Yeah. And then 91, Duke just came in, and they won. It was 79-77 or something, you know, because yep. UNLV was just loaded. That, that was Stacey crazy Ogden. good. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Stacey Ogman, Larry Johnson, Greg Anthony, all those guys, I think of them. And then one just happened a few years ago. We always said a 16 was going to be the one right, sometime. Right. Maryland, Baltimore County, they did not just beat. They didn't just win the game over Virginia. They beat them. Virginia mm-hmm. was not even in that game. I think of that one. No, it was also, a 20-point game. It was a 20-point game. Yeah. Yeah, it was a 20-point game. And actually there were there were times it was higher. It was like a in it, there was like 24 26 point leads and but they won by 20. Yeah. Oh, George and Mason beat I, UConn to go to the final four one time. That I just remember that. That, that yeah. was what in uh, 06 yeah. or so. When was Yeah, that? but Something yeah, like that, that was a big one, but yeah. I always think and another one I think of and this is they hadn't even moved up to one to FBS yet, but Back in 07, when Appalachian State yeah. beat Michigan in That's the right. big house, when they beat them in the big house. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, I knew, you know, you mentioned the Tyson Douglas. That's what spawned this question. I was thinking of that. Yeah. And the miracle. You mentioned you mentioned a bunch of my others. So, right. anyway, <laughs> is there anybody else out there that's thinking of something? Yeah. We got any calls? Any calls? No, yeah. Uh, I, I think we don't have any calls. Huh? No, we no, do not no. have any calls. So. Okay. Well, Wesson, right. do you want to go ahead? All right. So we have our deaths that I ran down earlier, and we'll run those down. And So we had Willie Scott, 61 years old. He was the uh, fourth-round pick in 81 from uh, South Carolina by the Kansas City Chiefs. <clears throat> Played for the Chiefs from 81 through 85, the Patriots from 86, 86 through 88. And, again, I just don't remember him being there. He was at 92 uh, – 97 games, 42 starts, 89 uh, receptions for 766 yards, 15 touchdowns, and one recovered uh, fumble. And uh, let's see. And for the Patriots, he had uh, 25 games. He had two starts, uh, 14 uh, receptions for 84 uh, catches and one touchdown. And he died uh, 
because they don't know what he died of specifically at this point, but he had heart, had, had heart issues before. <clears throat> Phil Rollins, excuse me, Phil Rollins, 87, played for University of Louisville from 52 through 56. He was a member of the 56 NIT uh, Louisville championship team. That's back when uh, the NIT meant something because uh, there yeah. were only like 24 teams, the NCAA or something like that. So uh, he played for the Philadelphia Warriors in 58, Cincinnati 58 through 60, St. Louis Hawks seven games in 60, then the Knicks 60 through 61, and then the Pittsburgh Wrens. They were in the ABL, the American Basketball League, which was the first league to have the the uh, three pointer. That league only existed from November of uh, 61 through the end of uh, through uh, December 31st of 62. <coughs> and then um, let's see, he had uh, let's see, he had 177 games in the NBA. 898 points, 405 uh, rebounds, and 458 assists. And then uh, he's in the Louisville Hall of Fame. He got in there in 79. And then, uh, let's see, and uh, that's it for him. Oh, and they retired his number uh, 20 uh, in Louisville, I think. There are five other, I think they're, oh, I'm sorry, his number five, and there are 20 numbers on the Yum Center that are already retired. I thought the Celtics were bad. My goodness. <laughs> Uh, Marty Schottenheimer, the guy we were talking about last week, 77 years old, linebacker for Buffalo from 65 through 68, Patriots 69 and 70, the AFL champion Buffalo in Bill in 65, AFL All-Star the first year in 65 as well. Uh, 11 starts, only 11 starts, it's amazing. Six interceptions, uh, one touchdown on that, and one fumble recovery. Then he went into real estate for a little while, but he Play, he was a player coach for the Portland Storm of the uh, WFL in 74, and then he got hurt, so then he just coached the team uh, as a, a linebacker coach. Then linebacker coach for the Giants from 75 through 76. Then the Giants uh, defensive coordinator in 77. Detroit linebacker coach, 78 and 79. Cleveland defensive coordinator, 80 through 84. Then the Cleveland head coach. 84 through 88, so he picked up in the middle of the year there. Kansas City head coach, 89 through 98. Uh, Washington head coach in 01. San Diego Chargers, 02 through 06, and the head coach there. And GM uh, of the Virginia team in the U United Football League in, in uh, 2011, and he won the championship there. And he was, uh, hang on, I've got to switch pages here. He was coach of the year. Uh, uh, hang on a second. Coach of the Year in um, in 04 for UPI, and, and that was the AP, and the UPI coach of the AFC, Coach of the Year in 86 and 04. His uh, record in coaching was in the NFL, 200 wins, 126 losses, and one tie, 5-13 and 13 in playoffs, and that's where he kind of came a cropper, had some problems there. Yeah. Uh, most wins without a uh, championship in the NFL in NFL history. And he's not in Hall of Fame, uh, but in the NFL, of course, but he's in the Kansas City Hall of Fame in 2010. Uh, he was fired for uh, Steve Spurrier uh, by the Redskins at the end of the 2001 season. Uh, yeah, a brilliant move by Daniel Snyder. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, he uh, had Alzheimer's uh, diagnosed in 2011. He could travel until 2018. And then he died in hospice care just now, of course. Right. Billy Canigliaro, and Rick and I remember him, yeah. the Red Sox, 69 through 71, Milwaukee in 72, Oakland, uh, and he played in the World Series. He won the World Series with the A's in 73. Yes. And and he was 0 for 3 in at-bats in the World Series. 
So you had, and I had forgotten him being there, but I remember Mike Andrews being there, making errors yeah. and stuff. Yep. That was the end of his career and uh, pretty much Billy Canigliaro's as well in that World Series. Of course, Dick Williams was the manager, so he brought him in. That's right. He played in 347 games. He had 256, 289 hits, 40 home runs, 128 RBIs. And, and of course, he was younger brother of Tony, who uh, and they played together in 69 and 70 with the Red Sox. And Tony died in 1990 at... Uh, 45 years old, and but no, no cause of death from uh, for, for Billy Canigliaro. Then we have Stan Pallas, 90 years old. Uh, two games in Philadelphia in 1953 for the Phillies, two in 54 for the Phillies, 15 in <laughs> Philadelphia in 59, uh, in 55. Then 70 games for finally landed in, in Cincinnati in 55, 70 games, <laughs> 40 games for Cincinnati in 56. And then he played 138 games. He had 237, uh, 79 hits, 10 home runs, 43 RBIs. And then he was in the minors from 57 through 63. And he went to Japan from 64 through 66. And we had no cause of death for him. And our final death that we just got today, which, again, is a mysterious one at this time, is uh, Vincent Jackson, 38 years old. Played for the San Diego Chargers from 05 through 11. Tampa Bay, 2012 through 2016. Uh, he was in three Pro Bowls in 09, 11, and 12. He had 540 uh, uh, receptions, nine, uh, let's see, 9,080 yards, 57 touchdowns, and two recovered fumbles. He started 137 of 155 games. He had seven uh, playoff games. Uh, with San Diego, none with Tampa Bay, 503 yards and three touchdowns in those games. And then on October 21st of 2012, he had uh, 216 yards receiving for Tampa Bay, including a 95-yard reception. And those at the time were uh, you know, both records for the for the Tampa Bay Bucks. And that was against uh, New Orleans. And then uh, on, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 215-21, he, he was found dead and uh, in a hotel room in uh, Brandon, Florida, and no signs of uh, trauma. So really, we don't know what happened to him yet, but I guess they're investigating that. So anyway, that's it for the list we have this week. So, Sean, go ahead and wrap it up. All right. Well, we want to thank you all for coming and tuning in to us. Uh, That's right. If you want to tell anybody, if you want to listen to this again, remember, you can download the podcast, legendoldies.com. Go or type in Sports Lounge Live, three words in your podcatcher, or tell your smart device to play Legend Old, to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts, or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. Those are all the places you can listen to us. So until next week, I guess we will see you all later. <laughs>